Guru Nation, welcome to episode 397 of Random Musings from the Clinical Trials Guru. In this episode, I answer a, a listener's question on uh, what's the future of clinical trials, where the where the budgets are being allocated to as far as the R&D budgets for clinical research. So that question opened up another discussion into the vendors and where all the money is going as far as technology. Uh, and then I also gave a few therapeutic indications that I think are growing really quickly and are going to be the next hotspots for clinical research growth, overall growth. Uh, check out, hopefully you enjoy, check out the links in the show notes. We have the CRA Academy. We have the CRC Academy. Also, uh, please check out the uh, Patreon channel. It's $5 a month. I teach business career development, social media marketing for your own personal branding or your business. And we also have a monthly mastermind where we hold everyone accountable. It's five bucks a month. That's all it costs. Uh, If you want to get more studies for your site, text me. Or if you want to even start your own site, text me 949-415-6256. And with that being said, enjoy the show. time it's a patreon member okay so i have a patreon channel it's five bucks a month i talk more about business really how to use social media how to build your own personal brand for your career for your business but i think the real value of this is the monthly mastermind group call that we have with just for patrons Um, and it's only five bucks a month you get the business tips the social media tips personal branding tips which is extremely important in a 2020 and beyond world uh, for five bucks and so this person I I gotta give a shout you know I'm trying to grow my patreon channel too so I gotta give a shout out to this person for being a member but also for asking a question and anyone can ask questions 949-415- 6256 this is going on YouTube this is going on all the podcasts going everywhere okay so let me read the question uh, I'm in my last semester of my master's in healthcare management and analytics my project is with a pharmaceutical company and it's about clinical research they want me to research what the future would hold for clinical trials and number two they want to know where the research dollars are going and will there be a change in volume of trial research in new areas? As an example, with COVID-19, will the money of research go to infectious diseases? And if so, at the expense of what other research? This, I think, would uh, form my response. So, good questions. Okay, so we've actually talked before about the future of clinical research, where it's headed. There's there's a couple different answers, a couple different hypotheses here. There's the hypothesis of where the industry, and particularly pharma, where pharmaceutical sponsors want it to go, and where they want it to go really is decentralized trials. They want to have, I don't know, they can actually achieve this, 
but they would like to have a lot of trials, a lot more trials being done decentralized and virtually, meaning you don't really need as many research sites uh, as you did in the past. That's where pharma wants it to go. Now you and I both know if you've been in this space long enough, that doesn't mean that's where it's headed. Because the reality, the fact of the matter is, and we keep talking about it on this podcast, on this show, at conferences, on webinars, over and over and over again, clinical research has a branding problem. And there's no, re- there's no uh, surprise why 90% of clinical trials are behind on enrollment. I mean, 90%, that's such a huge number. It's the most trials, almost all trials, are behind on enrollment. So the future of clinical trials, obviously we're going to be implementing more technology. We're going to be implementing more uh, tools to help uh, sites be more efficient as far as the workflow is concerned. But I don't see anything being done with uh, recruitment enhancement strategies such as I mean first of all it starts at the study design level okay studies are being designed way more complex than they used to be and that's going to continue I think in the future of research studies are going to be even more complex than they are today and matter of fact I was talking to a few people last year at uh, at DIA and in in San Diego and they were saying that they wouldn't be surprised if in the future the majority of trials would be trials for like one or two pa- one or two patients okay like we already are seeing studies that are just made for a few patients right so i think we're going to see more of that so my theory is that the pie and by pie i mean the overall study supply that's out there the number of studies that are actively recruiting year over year is going to increase and within that increase what's going to make up for it is these new obviously coronavirus studies i mean coronavirus not going anywhere for a few years right now at the time of this recording it's june 2020 i think we'll be doing trials for covid uh i mean hopefully we get a vaccine next year but we're still going to be doing trials for this stuff right so i think we're going to be seeing trials for covid until 2022 2023 right i don't think that's unreasonable to um, assume Uh, so we're going to see a lot more of those studies we're going to see a lot more virtual trials in addition to the traditional trials we're seeing a huge demand in all phases oncology is going to continue to grow central nervous system is continuing to grow Um, gastroenterology is continuing to grow there's huge advancements in all three of those areas with uh, so CNS uh, there's huge huge advancements there with new schizophrenia drugs new antidepressant drugs new drugs for postpartum that are just getting started in oncology oncology is always growing but there's a lot of promising things now with immunotherapy and things like that so that's adding a whole bunch of new studies we're also seeing across all different studies um, more cannabidiol type of studies CBD uh, extracts being used in combination with other drugs so we're seeing I'm seeing a lot of that and then in gastro we're learning a lot more about the microbiome now 
and how that could be actually the key for a lot of these conditions and diseases and also just for um, for analyzing for diagnosing uh, problems before they become problems so the industry is growing and I'm not even talking about medical devices yet or diagnostics which are also growing so the trials it's exploding this is a booming industry to be a part of I think 2020 is actually a great year to try to get into research and if you are a research clinic you're already in research you should be looking at all these other areas that I mentioned uh, CNS oncology GI but really anything anything because w right now we're ha we're seeing an explosion in studies there's a lot of pent-up demand with COVID there was a lot of uh, studies put on hold that, that were supposed to get started in the spring that are now going to be getting started late summer early fall and we just fit I talked to Monica two hours ago on the phone she just finished two site selection visits today for different sites okay so they want to get these studies started up and running uh, whether there's a second wave or not it seems like right now the industry just wants to get started on these studies because there's a backlog tremendous backlog of studies so there's opportunity for everyone in the industry and there's lots of opportunities for everyone outside that's thinking about getting in now what do I think about where money is going to be spent? I just mentioned four things. Actually, I mentioned six things. So I mentioned CNS, gastro, um, oncology, diagnostics, devices, and uh, CBD-related things. Those are six areas I see huge growth as far as therapeutic indications and just areas of research. Now, interestingly enough, and this seems like a homework assignment for this person, I don't, I'm not going to do the research for you, but I will point you in the right direction. So last year, I read an article, an industry article, um, about where, where funds for clinical research are expected to be uh, allocated to going forward in the next five years and I think don't quote me on this you got to do the research yourself but I think by 2023 or 2024 70 percent of all research budgets were going to vendors in the research space not going to sites not going to investigators not going to CROs not going to patients who are participating going to vendors vendors such as technology vendors patient recruitment vendors, analytics vendors, AI vendors. I think a lot of money is being spent in AI. I mean, we could talk about big data, technology, AI. All these things are related. This is where the future of industry is headed, with or without virtual trials. I mean, AI can help on a traditional trial, even more so maybe than on a virtual trial. So these tools, this is where the money is going. This is where this is where these things are being spent, and you've got. I pointed you in the right direction, but you, the person who asked me this question, or anyone else, can go do the research yourself and see. Hey, what's out there right now? But definitely, it's not a bad time to get into the industry, and it's not a bad time if you're already in the industry, and you've been a specialist. I always talk about be a generalist, meaning, okay, it's great that you are specialized in one thing but now learn something else okay learn if you just specialize in one therapeutic indication if you're a site or a CRA that's only done CNS why not try to do GI there's a huge need 
for CRAs, just like there's been a need for patience, that there is a need for sites, which includes investigators, coordinators, all other site staff, and then there's a huge need for CRAs because the study supply is getting bigger. Research as it is was not able to have enough CRAs or coordinators or sites to handle the studies as it was even four years ago. It's way bigger of an industry now, even with coronavirus, even with COVID-19. So if you're in the space already, you are fortunate. You are one of the fortunate few. Don't squander this opportunity. Unless you're perfectly happy with your income and your job security and all that, then I would say continue. But never, I wouldn't squander this opportunity because you're never actually safe in this industry because budgets, CNS, gastro, oncology I think will always be hot, but like CNS, GI, who knows if they're still going to be hot next decade, right? And if that's all you've been doing and then the industry turns and maybe they move on to respiratory or infectious diseases, if you don't have experience there, maybe they're willing to train you, maybe they're willing to do some training, but if you're a CRA at these large CROs or sponsors, there are these, you, you have at your fingertips, literally at your fingertips, training for other therapeutic indications at these CROs. So if you're, if you're a CNS, central nervous system uh, CRA at one of the big CROs like Ikevia, okay, you, I'm told and at all of these CROs, you have access to the training for every indication. There's, they're all in there. You can just access the training and you can add that to your resume. You can add that to your expertise. And now they it's much easier to someone on uh, a therapeutic indication. Because remember, as a CRA, you're not really a doctor. You still have the PI. You still have the medical monitor. You have to know the basics of a medical condition or a therapeutic indication. But you have to know, you have to come 100% understand the fundamentals of clinical research, GCP, uh, how to follow all COA-C protocols. You have to you have to know that it's a lot easier to teach the basics of a new therapeutic condition than it is, in my opinion, and in a lot of these CROs and sponsors' opinion, to teach clinical research to somebody who doesn't know clinical research. So if you're one of the fortunate few that are already in this space, take the extra initiative. Nobody's going to ask you to do this. But do it for yourself. I'm asking you to do this. Go learn something new, um, ancillary to what you're doing. So, and then learn how to. And pretty soon you'll start to be able to monetize that if you want. You don't have to, but the option will be there. And so there's a lot of opportunities. I see a lot of need for generalists. Actually, I'm seeing a lot of independent contractors getting hired. I'm seeing a lot of CRAs that were furloughed, that that used to be W-2 employees, now become independent contractors and consultants if, if they were generalists and, and if they're go-getters and if they're networking and all the things I talk about everywhere, Instagram, here on YouTube, my podcast, Patreon, Twitter, I mean, LinkedIn, you have to be on LinkedIn. I was talking to somebody on Instagram the other day. They want to get a study coordinator position. Uh, and I asked them, are you on LinkedIn? 
And they said no. And I said, well, how do you expect to get a study coordinator position if you're not networking? And now, in this, in this era of social distancing, the only networking we can do is social media, LinkedIn. Like, it's never, your personal brand online has never been more important, which is why I set up the Patreon channel to sort of teach you how to do this stuff. And then we hope we have that monthly mastermind where we keep each other accountable, right? But, like, as far as clinical research is concerned, to answer this person's questions, the opportunities are there, the money is definitely there, uh, the future of clinical research is bright, um, but I think studies are getting more complex, and because of that, I think there's going to be a need for even more research-naive investigators who actually treat these real-world patients, and there's going to be um, a much bigger need for all the other support staff in the industry, coordinators, CRAs, in-house CRAs, technology vendors, right? I didn't even get into if you are in another industry, anything tech-related, and you know just the fundamentals of research, like we teach maybe in our CRC Academy or our CRA Academy, you'd be in huge demand as well, right? Especially if it's anything to do with AI or um, uh, workflow systems like eSource. That's another place. Everything's moving electronically. eSource, e-regulatory, those are the vendors I was talking about earlier. They're going to get a large chunk, the majority of the chunk of R&D spending in our space. So hopefully this helps answer your question. Uh, let me know if you have any more questions. Thank you all for watching and listening. Good luck. We'll catch you all later. So hey everybody, thank you very much for listening to another episode of Random Musings from the Clinical Trials Guru. Again, if you haven't already, make sure you subscribe to this podcast. Make sure you leave a review if you could be so kind, please. Uh, and also go to the clinicaltrialsguru.com if you're interested in learning more about who I am, who some of my guests are. Uh, you can have access to some of my YouTube videos. Uh, I do a lot of videos about clinical research. So go to the clinicaltrialsguru.com and you can also call or text me anytime, 949-415-6256. Also follow me on any social media platform. It's Dan Svera. And you can also email me if you'd like, dan at theclinicaltrialsguru.com. Thank you very much.